0: that I haven't greeted. It's a privilege to be here. Um, what, we, what we're doing right now is not how we normally would do it. Um, just as, as the as the heart of the Lord is 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 the 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 body ministering. You know it's like everybody contributing and, and, and we have seen I mean we've had numerous contributions but in principle um, we also would have somebody else preaching here but Ruan who would have preached um, is ill. We got a message last night um, he's ill he thinks he is not gonna make it um, and he's planning, uh, or he needs another plan. Um, somebody else needs to stand in. And um, the thing which is nice about this, except that I uh, last night heard that that this morning is is what's what's happening, um, is that the Lord knew this in advance. And and this week I sent Ron a message after one of our prayer meetings and said, "Listen here, I just feel that the Lord is touching on our dealings with the Word." Um, and it was something that the Lord had already. He was stirring. So so when we When we were discussing last night what how we're gonna manage this, there was already something there was already prepared. I said, listen here, I've got I'm I'm so an advantage, I've got such an advantage. Well, firstly, because it's a beautiful topic, I mean it's like the one of the most straightforward topics that you can get. And I'm speaking about the beauty of the word. Um, so it's like it's straightforward, and secondly, the Lord has already been stirring. So I want us to open ourselves up. To this, to a God who is seeing, who knows, and who wants to speak, right? He wants to speak into our midst. And when when the Lord speaks, He doesn't want us to increase in merely increase in knowledge. He wants us to be empowered. He wants to change. He maybe wants to uh, shift a little bit or, or, or sculpture something out of us, and so so let's really receive it well. What the Spirit of the Lord is saying, like I mentioned last time, that. Um, when we when we when we get to the word, we want to be changed afterwards. We want to. We don't want to gather and become more and more dull uh, just from hearing sermons. <laughs> so I haven't had much time in preparing this, but I'm trusting that the, that the Spirit will be um, will be speaking. So here's the aim of of this morning. The title would be the beauty of the word. The beauty of the word, and I'm referring specifically to the written word. And much of what I'm saying will be revision. It will be like, let's just remind one another about what the Lord says about His Word, you know? Um, this is not like, I'm going to bring up something new. It's just like, hey, let's, let's remind one another, let's strengthen. But can I say that while we are speaking about something so basic as the Bible, um, be expectant to maybe make notes and hear the Lord, hear the Spirit, giving instructions, and and keys. And what, we, what I want, obviously, at the end, there needs to be an encouragement, there needs to be an inspiration, there needs to be an empowerment, maybe a remembering how we need to deal with the word. Okay? So this is like, I'm struggling to get into the word. How can I do this better? This is your, this is it. This is where we're aiming at. All right. But it's not just about Bible reading, but God relating. All right? And some of you might know that Jesus told the Pharisees, those who were really spending time in the Bible, their Bible of the day, He says, you are doing all the reading things, but you refuse to come to Me, the person. And we don't want to be like the Pharisees, eh? We heard that we don't want to be like a Judas, and we don't want to be like the Pharisees. So there's a number of things that we don't want to be, you know? We don't want to be those who read the Bible and become Pharisees in our devotion but actually, we don't connect with a person. And that has to be. All right. So it's reading and relating when I speak about getting into the Word. Amen. Are we on the same page? Like really, really relationship. The, the, the nice thing about um, taking the Bible, it is unlike any other book ever written. And the thing um, that, uh, the, uh, which makes it different is that it's, that it's a... Um, it's, it's, it's an inspired writing over 1,600 years or something from all the scholars I, I, I saw in the week. It was over three continents that it was written. Yeah, So it was in Europe and Asia and, and Africa. And from different con, uh, continents, different writers over 1,600 years. And the Holy Spirit inspires us so much. And eventually puts his stamp of approval on those collection of of, of letters, of writings. And says, this is the word of God. When we take that collection of writings, we step into a very um, favorite spot uh, of God in the earth. And I'm going to show now why it is his favorite spot. But it is a supernatural book. And so we have many inspired writings where the Holy Spirit comes and he inspires. But this is set apart. This is next level. This is something... So supernatural that people sometimes just from reading those words get healed. Just from professing those words get deliverance. And um, sometimes you get the miracle. This is a supernatural, and we have to say it, it's a supernatural book. And the moment that you, that you step in there, it's like you're stepping into a lift where you get lifted out of your, um, out of your natural uh, uh, um, life, your natural surroundings, and you get transported, you get lifted into a spiritual realm. You get into a second reality. And this is an important activity that we need to do. Mostly, when you look at the Bible, and if you ask people, they understand that life on earth, you can't just deal in the natural. You don't have enough resources for the amount of curved balls that come in your direction. You can't control everything that happens around you just by physical activity. You need to counter spiritual streams and stuff with spiritual activity. And this is what the Bible gives us—an opportunity to legally enter a spiritual realm and negotiate. Powers, this is what it what it does. And so we wanna we wanna um, consider that that this is um that this is an important book. We we want to consider the importance of the Bible, and we then want to think about the application. What is this like? Okay, so it's important, but how are we gonna how are we gonna get into this? You know, uh, who 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 can vouch for this, that sometimes it's so difficult to read the Bible. I mean, sometimes it's so difficult to get a grip on it. It's, it's as if it's slippery or as if it's dead. or if its And you know, there's got to be all these beautiful things that you've heard since you were a child about the Bible, but it's somehow, it's just not, it's difficult. And the question is, how can we get over the difficult and get it to streams, to life, to power, to the, the food that it's supposed to be? All right, so I'm going to start with importance. So the importance of the Bible, um, and, and obviously this is not exhaustive. This is, just, this is just, hey, let's pull out a few things. The nice thing about the Bible is it says so much about itself. But, but just if we, if we would start with anything in importance, then we would say, well, what was at the beginning, you know? And if we look at what Genesis 1 would say, it says, in the beginning, God created um, the heavens and the earth. And, and, and when we look at it, we see that God creates with His Word. He speaks, He believes that what He speaks will happen, and then it happens. So if darkness is there, He speaks light, and if absence of shape is there, He speaks shape, He speaks uh, uh, all kinds of creation, and, 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 and waters, and skies, and stars, and, and He just speaks and speaks. It's just, you, you, you step into the very first book, and you understand that everything Hebrews 11 actually puts some light on this. Everything is created by the word. And by faith, we understand that this is the way things were created. We have got a voice-controlled universe. God controls it by speaking. And the things happen. And it is important for us um, to remember that, that at the beginning, God gave word. But um, John 1 actually puts a, a different angle on this so he also starts similar to Genesis in the beginning um, but then it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made so here the word is not just something that is separate from God like here's God there is the word but he actually says the word the creative force is one of the godhead and 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 jesus is so so much part of what god is speaking that he says like let's just call you the word and and out of you everything flows that ever has flown everything has existed you are the word now 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 we're getting to the word getting like equal to god you know this is this is this is and what's interesting is there's a, a little verse in psalm 138 and various translations translate it diff- differently, and I'm going to show it to you. But um, so the ESV would, would say of this, I bow down toward your holy temple, give thanks to your name um, for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. So this writer, which is uh, uh, David, as far as I know, um, he, he is bowing, he's acknowledging beauty. And then he says there are two things that have been exalted above everything, okay? And those two things is the name of God and the word of God. So just if you, if you picture where in God's mind the, the, His word stands, it is above everything else, sort of on the same level of His name, all right? That's, where you, that's what we should be hearing. And most translators would, would agree on that. But some of the translations actually translate this, which I'll show you now. In King James and the Amplified, they would say, Thou has magnified, last line, thy word above all thy name. Can you just consider that you might translate this verse as that the word is even higher than the name of God. I mean, like, at the very least, it's equal to the name of God. And if you think of how the name of God should be treated, you think of stuff like, you shall not use my name in vain, he who uses my name. Like, this is, this is a deadly sin, okay? If you think less of the name, if the, but the word is right up there and might even be slightly higher if possible. Now, obviously, if God did exalt, if one day we get to heaven and say, this translation was right, this is actually how things are, this is the state of affairs, then it would mean that God is not intimidated by the fact that his word is so high or that his word is his name in any case. So he's happy with the state of affairs, that he is still right there. Okay, but it makes a difference in the way that we come towards the word. So one of the ways that that we get into the word, and and, and I'll get to the practicals just later, but, but throwing it out there, one of the ways in which we get to the, to the Word is that we know it's not a dead book. It's a living interaction. And, and um, part of the interaction is to honor this, these writings as God does. Um, it's like you close off yourself to the written and the inspiration if, if, you're, if, if you come towards these writings in a dishonorable way. Dishonorable can be that it's not right up there with God's name. That in the way that you treat it, it's less than your Facebook. Or it's less than your, um, your work. Or it's less than your gym. Or it's less than whatever thing is high in your life. Um, it's irrelevant whether it's your wife or whether it's your anything. It's irrelevant what that thing in your life is. If you've got the word less than that, can I just say... It's gracious if God honors you when you come in that way. But the actual way is you should close the book until you place it in that place. And 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 if I say we can't get inspiration out of scripture by ourselves, never, 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 ever. All inspiration, all life, it flows from a person. It's a living person on the other side of the page that needs to interact with you. When he interacts, you feel the life. If he doesn't, you can do just what you like, it will be dead to you. Because that's just the fact. It is not a machine that will always have a similar response if you press the right buttons. It's a person who is as unpredictable as any of us in this room. Is maybe he will respond or maybe he won't. Or she will react in a specific way or she won't. You don't know. You might know the ways of the person but you don't know what the next thing will be. It w- will remain the choice. And if we approach the word like that, like this is, there's this a person here right behind these writings. And there's a posture that will be correct. And if we approach it like that, thinking of how does this person think about this, what we're going to do right now. About this interface, if I can call it that. Because it's a, it's a, interfa- it's a, it's a way that you get from one realm to a different realm. That if if I can think about this thing that's gonna happen now, I'm gonna read this. Like that person thinks, chances are that he will honor you with life, with, in, with with revelation, with with all things that are that are coming. So so when we when we look at the at the word, know that this interaction, these pages, um, so, because obviously, this is a written, written version. Um, uh, some of us might be using electronic versions. But just for, as a demonstration, I'll maybe lift this book every now and then. Just as a demonstration of what, what we need to do. If we look at the book, we need to understand here is love language for God. You know, uh, who's, who's heard of the five love languages? And 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 some people like the gifts, and some people. Now, obviously, all of all of all of the uh, that reflects something of the Lord. But can I say words of affirmation? This is God's love language. So, in John fourteen, you uh, you would hear Jesus. It says, "If you have, uh, um, he who has my words, he who has my words, and does them." Reveals that he loves me. This is it. He who gets the words and have the words is obviously I read it, but then somehow I need, to rec- I need to have them, you know? It's like they need to get more than just I have a copy of your words to a place of I have the words. It's, it's in me. Um, and he who has my words and does them, This is my love language. This is the way that you will relate to me. And and he promises a response there. He says, I will reveal myself. Me and the Father, we will come. We will respond. God is not a machine. and 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 I mentioned that just now, but maybe it's worth mentioning again. God is not the slot machine that has to come just because we take up his word. He owes us nothing. And unless we come with that posture... Um, yeah, the chance that we get life, is just less. Um, and, uh, but but if it is this thing of, Lord, I understand this is your love language, and some of it might be difficult and genealogies and all kinds of stra- and, and places and names and, and, and tribes that I know nothing about. But if we can say, listen here, I might not understand the code. I, 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 I don't know what these colors and themes and spices and I don't, I don't know what, what this is about. As long as we treat it in a way of, I might not understand, but it's his love language. Then we can come in a different way. And can I just say when Jesus says, he who has my words, he's not just speaking about what he said when he was on earth. As far as I'm concerned, in the beginning was the word. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the word. This there's, 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 no, there's no paragraph, no word, no angle, which doesn't reflect Jesus here. This is Him. Sure, in different shapes and sizes, but it's Him. From every character and every angle and every every pattern and everything, He who has my word and does it is the one who loves me. So it's God's love language. Good. The other thing that that Jesus says just in the next chapter, so in John 15, He says, this is the way to fruitfulness, and all of us, or many of us might have read this, but just for a reminder, he says, if my word abides in you, and you abide in me, you will ask whatever you desire, it will be done, and by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So continually, fruitfulness and word is directly linked. Why is that? It's because it's a supernatural book. You must know that, um, uh, so for example, um, when, when Elijah um, at some stage wanted to commit suicide, it's a prophet in the Old Testament, powerfully used, but at some stage life is just too much for him. It might be for some of us, life is just too much. And at that stage, he, he went and lay down under a bush in the desert and he wished he was dead. And while he lay there, God came and gave him some food, supernaturally. An angel came, woke him up. Gave him bread that didn't exist on earth before. All right? They say they baked it on, on hot uh, um, uh, stones. But look, it's irrelevant how they baked it or what it was. it was. There was nothing, then there was something. Somewhere in between, there was a supernatural thing that happened. And it says it's angels' food. And what's more, he ate of that twice and then walked for 40 days through the desert. 40 days. Walk without water or bread, just from that which you've eaten. That is serious Red Bull. That is next level. But that is what the Word of God is to us, okay? It is supernatural food. Now, I'm not saying that we should take it every 40 days. I'm advocating for we should be doing this daily. But I'm speaking on the supernatural aspect of this. It gives us an empowerment for where life wants to squash us. And there's something supernatural that we need to go through deserts, to get to mountains, to be empowered for the next uh, mission, for the next vision, to be in that place where God wants us to be. And what is interesting is when we read the Word, and and when I spend time with the Lord in the Word, it is not only on, say, the Ten Commandments or whatever is in front of me. It's irrelevant. The, 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 the mixing of the spices or, or what, is, what is there. It is like as we are in the Word and as I get into the Word, all kinds of things start happening in my time. I remember somebody that I haven't thought about for months. I think I need to pray for them. Or I wonder how they are. It's the Lord. It's direct interaction. Okay, stop. Let me, let me phone Gert. Gert, are you okay? No, I haven't. How did you think of me? I, I was reading the Bible. There's no there's nothing about the person. It's you just step into the spiritual realm and things it flows it's not you don't generate it, you receive it. It's just an interaction. Okay, and then you're and then I think, oh, I forgot that payment. I, I I have to make that payment. It's not necessarily the devil. I can testify that n- most of my life flows out of my interaction with the word. Suddenly, oh I, I need to I need to do this, I need to buy that, I need to. Maybe I don't do it immediately, but I take note. i play, I respond. I say thank you. I say, Whatever. It gets arranged out of the interaction with the word. It is life flows out of the word. He, if my word abides in you, you will ask whatever you wish. By this, God gets glory. You bear much fruit. And that's the way that we keep standing in the storms. So we have um, the last uh, week or two two, three weeks, we've heard of storms. We spoke about storms in Gaza, um, those guys going through difficult times, times that might be coming in our direction. Um, we, we were speaking about storms in our midst, um, things that were, that were happening. Um, so um, w- w- the context is life is difficult at times for all of us. But the way that we na- navigate and deal with storms is obviously with the empowerment of the word. And I know that we all na- know it. But it's good that we get reminded of how much storm-conquering power do you have in your piggy bank, all right? Have you you got this stuff? Because usually by the time the devil comes and says, listen here, um, jump off this mountain because it is written whatever the devil is then quoting scripture on. By that time, it's not the time to go and read the word. That is too late, then you are one of the virgins that was foolish. You were sleeping when you had to get oil. It's too late. By the time you need the Word is not the time to read the Bible. It's before the time. Okay? That's normal. And, um, and, and so this is obviously where, where we want to be. We want to navigate the storms. We were thinking of the storms. And I believe this is what the Lord is saying. Can I just say? I believe this is what the Lord is saying to Josh, and Paul is, guys, some of you are struggling with the word. I'm going to give you handles. You need it. I'm persuaded this is what God is saying. So please, please, please just, just hear this. And it might be that you're in a good space, but your neighbor, so all of us just say, oh God, by your grace. Um, when you, we can go through the whole Bible and we'll point something off the Bible. But in the first Psalm, um, Psalm 1, what does it say? Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. It's all about um, sticking um, uh, the man who walks not in those various ways, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, verse 3. And that goes. Um, So that's the first psalm. What is the longest psalm? It's Psalm 119. The whole psalm, all 170-something verses, is just one praise uh, 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 composition of the beauty of the word. The whole 170-something verses just says this thing. The the Word is exceptional. The Word is beautiful. The the Word is powerful. Oh, that I might be within the Word. That's what Psalm 119 says. Um, It is really just like this. If I can be in the Word, I'll be be okay. I heard a a, a quote that, uh, that says something like, The life of someone whose Bible is falling apart, probably isn't. The life of somebody who's reading his Bible to shreds should be okay when the storms are there. I mean, what did Jesus say about the, about the, about the storms of life? He says, um, the storm will come. There will be those who have the words. Actually, all of them in the storm have the words. But some would have done it. And then you remain standing. But it's not the... Um, if the storm comes, but when the storm comes. So the storm will come and, and it will be different times, different storms, but the storm will come, many storms. But the question is whether we are well rooted in the word. Just morning, noon, and night. In the word. And and, and I want to ask us um, are, are are you reading your Bible two bits? Like not not because you are not handling the book well. I'm I'm not talking about bad handling. I'm talking about much handling. Um, I'm talking about like how many. If you've got an electronic version, obviously you get you swatch your phone, you 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 swap your phone or you swap your. Um, so so obviously this this the device is different. But are there notes on every page of the Bible? Is it when last have you done some reading on Obadiah or Ruth or whatever some some strange. Some strange thing. And, and if you haven't done it the last year or so, when do you plan to do it? It's like, like I, is, is there, do you have a plan for this? Um, so uh, um, uh, Fritz and myself, we are reading on the same plan. It's something that I enjoy doing with Fritz. Uh, in principle, we're reading on the same plan. If I'm, if I, well, well, let me rather say, we are reading on the same plan. Sometimes we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> but it's irrelevant of of what plan you use and of what page you are but are you systematically going through the word what is your plan for the word how long is it going to take you to get through the word um when 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 exactly exactly um when we were uh, Marty and I we were uh, t- got to know one another in 96 that year, we, as, a, as a church, we were reading through the Bible, and it seemed like, okay, that seems like quite a thing. We're going to read through the Bible as a church, and, and are we going to make it, you know? But ever since, i probably on a yearly basis read through the Bible. Um, as, a, as, a, as, as, as a life rhythm, this is just where I would like to be. That's not where you have to be. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, that's, that's what Fritz is doing. And I presume it's keeping him in the storm that he is in right now. Um, that's, that, that will be helpful if you, somebody said that the time, if you would spend the time reading the Word at an average speed, All right, which the average American, I don't know how much the Americans watch TV, but the average American man watches TV, spends in front of his TV screen on a daily basis, okay, irrespective, we can, we can guess what I but if you would use that time for Bible reading, you would be going through your Bible from Genesis to Revelation in about 6 weeks. It is not long to read through the Bible if you put in some time. But we don't. That's the problem. And it looks intimidating. And then it, and then there are these difficult pieces. But let's just say we can get over the difficult pieces in specific ways. And I'm going to throw out a few. So Firstly, now we're speaking application, all right? So we spoke about importance of the word. Now I'm just thinking like, how are we gonna apply this? And I'm gonna say a few because, all right? So firstly, because the Bible is important, surround yourself with it. What I mean with that is make sure you've got a Bible wherever you are. Make sure there's a Bible in the toilet. Make sure there's a Bible in your car. Make sure there's a Bible at work. Make sure you've got some verses against your wall. Maybe you've got something on your desk. Maybe there's a, 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 a printed something on your on your clothes. Maybe there's, but surround yourself with the word. Make a plan. Just get because it is your armor. And 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 if you were thinking like like we're in 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 a, in, a, in a war or we're in a place where anybody could attack us from any time, like if if we thought like guys might be attacking us at any moment, we'll probably say, listen, here, let's hide some guns under the law, you know, or like in any given situation in my car, I'll, I'll have something beneath the seat, you know, or, or, or like what, that's, that's what you would do in a, it's like, and if I lose one, well, I get, t- t- or I get kidnapped, or what, I'll have a spare, you know, I saw a lady once in the, in the, in the I'm, a, I'm a medical doctor, so I saw the lady in the practice, now she came from the northern part of the country, okay, where in those days when she was growing up, they used to have um, uh, terrorist attacks pretty much on a weekly basis. okay? It was different than our country right now. Um, so the terrorists mostly were outside, and they mostly would attack over the border, and they were close. So they would have landmines where they were, and they would have the farm attacks, and, whatsoever. And, and this girl grew up on a farm, and her dad told her, daughter, <laughs> to defend herself. She was armed to the teeth. I've never seen anyone as armed as that, that lady, which was like the guns coming out from everywhere. It's like these funny knives and stuff. It's strapped. And, and I mean, she was, and what's more, she had survived three or so attacks on her life at the stage when I saw her, where some of her attackers were uh, uh, either permanently disabled, or not alive anymore. She was wild, but, but, but it came from an understanding of the necessity and of the dire situation, and she surrounded herself with weapons. The point that I'm making is not, wow, what a super u- woman. I'm saying, like, can we think like that about the Word and surround ourselves with it for any given situation. Um I, 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 I'm thinking like the word is highly rated in God's eyes. Do we posture ourselves towards the word's rating? Like how do we rate it as God writes it? Let's posture ourselves. Um because it is a real war, getting into the word meets spiritual resistance. It's a real war. The, you you think like oh I'm just I'm just not less. I'm just I'm I'm Um, it's because there's spiritual resistance that you feel. You don't feel it just by yourself. Sure, on the inside, there's there's flesh that wars against the spirit, but there are also principalities and powers, demons and stuff that keep you away. And they don't necessarily look like a a red guy with a fork and a a pointy tail. Um, It it looks like, I want to watch some sport. That's how it looks like. Um, But let's let's brace ourselves. Like, Go into the Bible like I'm going I'm to meet some resistance now and I brace myself for the impact. I'm going into this. Um, the Bible says someone engaged in warfare gets entangled easily. So we need to disentangle ourselves from life and, and, and keep ourselves separate from certain things for the sake of the word. Um, because it sometimes is difficult to grip the word. Let's practice. You know, if you want to play some rugby with a slippery ball, you need to practice catching a slippery ball. And, 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 and if you want to play cricket on a grass pitch, you need to practice dealing with curveballs, stuff that don't always go according to plan. Um, we need to practice the Word. Um, uh, one, one of the things which I would strongly recommend is everything about our life, every good thing comes from the Father, all right? Our ability to get into the Word and deal honorably with it, and in the end hear something like, good and faithful servant, you've dealt well with my word, that does not come from ourselves. And if we recognize it, it will help us in our dealing with the word. You don't generate the love for the word, you receive it. God already has a love for his word, you, you ask for it. Um, understanding the word, you ask for it. Um, a desire to, to read, you ask for it, H- ask for help. Everything good that we're going to do comes from the Father. We don't give goodness to Him, He gives goodness to us. And, and getting into His Word and treating it well, and, and, and it's something. So, um, uh, Psalm 119, for example, says the following Open my eyes. Uh, no, uh, verse 119, verse 18. 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. Who wants to behold wondrous things? It's you ask for it. Um, it's, it's, we don't impress God by, yeah, it's, it's just we ask. We draw like a child. Because um, being in the Word is a process, and the way that God forms us is a process, establish a habit. Create a habit for yourself. When, is, when are you going to read the Word? How frequently? Is it a habit? Because habits keep you. Um, and, 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 the, and the thing which I, which I want to encourage us is um, the word says that dealing with the word is like running a race. Walk, being with God is like, it's a marathon. It's a long-term thing. And it is something where you can't start today and say, oh, I'm going to sprint up the mountain and back. You can't do it. It's, it's, it's actually foolish. All right. Build a fitness in the word. Start with two minutes. If you can do two minutes, do five minutes. Just start somewhere and build that innings and build that thing and build your fitness. It's a race that we need to do. And, and just start somewhere. Um, because the word is light, approach it like load shedding. Um, plan for it. Plan for it. Um, if, if, if it was dark now, and, 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 and so we had lights in here, we would be checking. We will, we will be checking our app. When is load shedding? Um, we'll, we, will want, we want to prepare for it. Maybe we buy some solar panels. We, we make preparations. And what's more, we are ready to be interrupted because of it. Are you ready to be interrupted by the Word? That Other things, is just say, wait, 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 wait. My power is going off. I need some Word. I'm going to, I need light. I've got to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm going to the Word. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think I need to go through everything. You get the point. So in Psalm 119, uh, 119 maybe we should end with this. No, 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 no. We, I'm two more, two more scriptures. All right. Psalm 119 verse 60. Um, well, 160. What was this? 160. The sum of your word is truth. What is important about this, that, that which I just want to, 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 um, to take out. The word says about itself that it is its totality which is truth. And we understand that because when you put, pick different portions out of the word, um, you will get a, a wrong balance, okay? You can't just read Psalms and be balanced, okay? It just doesn't work. So, for example, I'm going to pick one, one, one line out of Psalms. Um, one, of, one of the phrases in Psalms says the following, There is no God. Okay? But that is not a balanced representation of the word. Okay? Um, if you read it a little bit further, it says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And then it continues, that is, that is a foolish thing, etc., etc. And, and then, we, then we build on but the, the, the illustration that I'm that I'm doing is this: is you need the sum of the word. Um, this is just a phrase, but there are concepts, and, and and one book would put it very strongly in one, and then another book would balance it out. So Martin Luther, for example, he was happy about the grace of God. He was rejoicing because in the days of the uh, of the of the Catholic Church that he came out of, there was no emphasis on the grace. As a matter of fact. You had to buy your salvation. There was no grace. But he was so into that emphasis of the word that when he read the book of James, Martin Luther wanted to throw out the book out of the Bible. He didn't want to. And what's, what's interesting, even till today, some of your German translations have the book of James completely at the back somewhere. Okay? It's at a different place. Luther didn't want the book of James. Why? Because it had an emphasis, which was different than what he felt comfortable with. I, at some stage, I was reading um, through Ecclesiastes, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, I, and I'm reading this. Now, Ecclesiastes is a, is, a, is a book where Solomon is really depressed at the end of his life. It, it doesn't gel with me. I, I don't like Ecclesiastes. But in any case, I'm reading because I know the Lord likes it. And at some stage... He 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 goes like, uh, he's close to suicide. That's my, nothing has got any worth, and, and this is useless exercise. And 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 what does it what does it help following the Lord? And the same end comes to everybody. <laughs> I, at some stage, I just I was still reading a real Bible, uh, printed printed <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> printed 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 Bible. I took my pen, I, I drew lines through the Bible. I said, this is rubbish. <laughs> As I did it, yes, I just felt like, okay, I did something wrong now. Because I could feel it like, like instantly. But it didn't, it didn't link up with the rest of the Bible. It seems like this shouldn't even be in the Bible. You know, like who, who put this in the Bible? <laughs> but it was so instantly I knew, okay, I did something wrong now. I'm sorry, Lord. I don't understand why you, why you like this. Because it doesn't seem to line up with the rest of the Word. But if you want it there, then I'm just going to read it again and receive it for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that is, the, that is the right posture, that, that obviously, that the Lord wants for us. Now, here's the thing. In Isaiah 14, the Lord says about the word, um, All flesh is as frail as grass. And that's you and me, yeah, our bodies, right? Frail as grass. The flower, that's the most beautiful of us. All the flower ladies here in our midst, the beautiful ones, uh, they fade. Uh, the grass will wither, the flower. That's probably like the men will wither, the women will fade. But, 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 but. The question is, how much word is in you by the time that you are fading, because that will remain. And and, and the picture that I've got. In in our in our um. Uh, um, science, science labs and stuff i 'm um, obviously from a biological background and, and scientific background. Um, at times we, we did all kinds of um, we made models and things to help us understand the human body, etc. And one of the things which, um, um, which which we do is we inject uh, resin in, in people's arteries and veins. So, if you inject resin in a heart and and it's, and it's still liquid, it goes through all the blood vessels and so, and then you put that heart in acid and it eats away all the all the flesh, and then just the the resin remains um, and it's and it's this beautiful, beautiful artery masterpiece, all these all these little vessels and so. When I picture us disappearing, this is. This is what I'm seeing. As I'm seeing, you've got a chance in this life to get the resin of the Word, the goal of the Word, the eternal component of the Word into your life, into everybody. And there will come a time when our bodies get into an acid bath. There will be nothing left. But when we get out there, how much of you will, will you be visible? Will you be recognizable? Will there be enough word in you that people can say, oh, yes, I recognize who that is? It's if we got that which lasts forever into us, somehow into us, the grass with us, the flower fades, but the word. So when we get to the Word, we're going to listen to the Word. We're going to talk to the Word. We're going to respond. We're going to relate to a life-giving person. And just like in any other thing, is if you have heard the Word, it's a good thing to say sorry. It's a good thing to say, oh, Lord. <laughs> um, I want to I do this different. Please help me. Okay? And this is what we're going to do right now. So for a moment, let's just close our eyes and be before the spirit of the living word, the living one who wants to illuminate, who wants to restore, who wants to enable, who wants to empower, who wants to inspire, who wants to unlock, who wants to reveal, who wants us to be fruitful in him. It's not just about abiding in him. It's about having his word also abide in us. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray, we pray. Dear God, have mercy. We don't want to be lackadaisical about the word just because it's so freely available. We don't want to trample upon it because it seems so outdated and boring. We want to treasure it like the treasure chest that you see it is. We want to receive the gifts well. Help us. Help us with appetite. Help us with systems. Help us with the tenacity, help us with uh, the ability to press through the, through the battles and press through, through everything that wants to choke the word out of us. We don't want the, the soil of our hearts that doesn't leave room for fruitfulness, that is so crowded by other weeds, by other things, by other stuff, that is so hard or so not understanding. The Holy Spirit, won't you water the soils of these hearts that are here right in front of you right now? And Lord, soften us to your word, enable us, synchronize us. Help us, Lord. So right now, Lord, if there are some of us that need to fast some things, please want you show that. If there are some some habits that you want to just just show us where to start, please show that, Lord. And I want us to respond to that. If the, if the Lord puts something on your heart right now, write it down, commit to it, ask somebody to hold you accountable, but, but, but respond, respond. Um, Lord, we think you're incredible, and we are sorry. I, I, I really want to say, Lord, please help us.